Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined today by Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, how you doing today, Justin? Hey, man. It's a Monday, brother. That means it's another day, another dollar at the land of InsideTexas.com. What about you? I'm doing good. I, hey, for today's uh, episode, I want to talk a little bit about the state track meet over the weekend. You were there, uh, saw some things. I also want to talk about what the team's doing right now, uh, given that they're uh, out of finals uh, back home. And uh, when they return, uh, that sort of stuff as well. Uh, speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Let's talk about the three guys that were at the state track meet that signed with the Longhorns first and foremost. Jelani McDonald finishes fourth in the triple jump. Trevor Goosby fifth in the shot put. And Ryan Niblett sixth in the long jump. Uh, you talked to each of those guys while they were there, Justin. Uh, anything in particular catch your attention? Well, I, I do have to admit, Joe, my trusty sidekick, Joe Cook, was there as well uh, in, in tandem helping me out. Um, with Jelani McDonald, we, we're, we're starting a series at Inside Texas that we, we, we dropped on Saturday, and it's basically ready for Austin. Uh, we're catching up with all the guys that are coming in, in in late May, early June. And Jelani McDonald might be the most accomplished. Not Maybe not the highest rated, maybe not the highest, which he may actually be that too. But he's certainly the most accomplished. This is a what a, a, an unbelievable multi-sport guy. It obviously starts on the football field. Played quarterback for Conley, DB for Conley, basketball All Syntex Player of the Year in 2021. Won triple jump gold medal last year as a junior. This year didn't didn't medal, but certainly was uh, was in the competition. He'd been there three years in a row now. Bobby, this is one of the best athletes in the country. On three has him as the number two rated athlete in the nation. And, and and that's that's some bold words, but man, he lived he he, he lived up to it, Bobby. Six two, about 200, 205 pounds. He looks tremendous. He'll be on campus May twenty eighth. He's ready to major in sports communication. And Bobby, this man is ready to play at the next level. I want to say thanks at this time for our sponsor, uh, Laura Baker at Keller Williams Realty. She does a great job of helping people move to or within the Austin area or from. If you're looking to sell your house. Uh, I know times are, are interesting right now in the market, uh, and Laura is a person that can take you through that with an expertise that few have. Uh, Laura Baker, a realtor at Keller, Keller Williams Realty. She's with the Andy Allen team over there, so contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com or 512-784-0505. That's 512-784-0505. Thank you, Laura. Justin, you mentioned that uh, Cedric Griffin, uh, the former Longhorn, won a national championship in the 05 team, cornerback, longtime cornerback in the NFL for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he he uh, wrote a tweet yesterday to uh, Jerry Hamilton and the folks at Inside Texas uh, that said, hey, look, I've, I've seen this guy a couple times in a row now, and I really like his demeanor and his overall athleticism and ability. Uh, it was big words from a guy, and I and I wrote about this this morning. You know, these these guys that go pro from Texas, they don't necessarily come back and really talk about, hey, this is great, or, these next guys are terrific or anything like that. But with Cedric Griffin and Michael Griffin touting two of the incoming safeties and Jelani McDonald and Derek Williams, I think they really see something that is of value here and. Uh, hopefully uh, they're right about uh, both Jelani McDonald and Derek Williams. I love Cedric Griffin. He had hit me up uh, Saturday, and that's actually why, how I found that tweet. And 
Uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, these Texas players, former guys, they love seeing the new guys come in and, and try to carry that torch. They, that, they, they take a sense of pride in that. But I loved what he said. He said, this man needs to be putting back at safety and let him roam around. Now, listen, once he arrives in Austin, he told us that, that they're going to start him off at the star position, that, that super nickel. And, and, and from there, it's going to be developed. And, and it's only a matter of time before he puts on 15, 20 pounds, which is going to slide him down to, 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 you know, to a wheel uh, backer, you know, a, a linebacker sort. But Jelani's the type of kid that you could put all over the field and he's going to do crazy things. And it's fun that Cedric Griffin even recognized that, that, you know, yeah, he's long and, and, and big at 6'2", a little over 200 pounds, but he's going to be bigger. But until he gets that size, let's see what he looks like at defensive back, because we saw what he looked like at D, when he played some DB at Conley last year. At some points, he was playing lockdown corner opposite Kobe Black. And then sometimes you had him playing safety in corner at, at the uh, Army All-American Bowl practices where he may have been the best safety on the field. And this is, again, a kid that's coming in as a linebacker in a couple of years. It, you know, Jelani's big, and I love that Cedric Griffin had to uh, to make sure to, 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 to send out a message to the Texas faithful that this is a good one uh, headed to the forty. Anything on Trevor Goosby, the lineman out of Melissa uh, that finished fifth, or uh, Ryan Niblett, who had an injury-riddled uh, senior campaign in track. I think it was a hamstring injury. Still finished sixth in the state long jump, Justin. For Niblett, I believe he's close to health, uh, about as close as you're going to get at this stage, because he still wanted to compete. I know he wasn't able to do a lot of track this year, but the fact that he was able to at least give some sort of effort, get to state, and still do decently, I think that shows you the type of athlete and the type of personality of a Ryan Niblett. And I know he can't wait to get on campus. They said about he says about June first. And then when you get to to Trevor Gooseby, you know he was the one offensive lineman in the 2023 cycle that didn't enroll early. Whereas with the 2022s, you know Cole Hudson was that guy that got there early, and they had to wait on the rest of the crew. Um, 2023s got there in a hurry, and Gooseby was the last one. And, and you know what? I don't think Gooseby regrets that at all because he had a, he had a really good track season. He you know, and this is another thing about Trevor. He is he, he's he, he's getting to where he he's trying to find that 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 college O line mold. He he's got a body. He's got a, a shape. He's got athleticism. You should see kind of how he comes off the floor in basketball. It's kind of sneaky how good of an athlete he is, and he's also got left tackle feet and left tackle hands. And, and that's a value in, in, in any line. And so Niblett being able to compete, I thought was huge, especially coming off an injury. Goosby finishing his his high school career in style for Melissa, uh, you know, going to state track and, and doing his thing. Those two guys cannot wait to get on campus any sooner. Goosby's obviously going to be more a little bit more of a developmental guy, along with some of those other 2023s. But I'm telling you, Bobby, he is bringing a level of athleticism that uh, the other ones – should not be uh, afraid of. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm looking at the list right now. Uh, Justin, you and I go over this every so often uh, of the guys that have yet to make it to campus that are due. I think it's May 28th is their uh, arrival date. Uh, pretty impressive list. Ryan Niblett uh, and Trey Wisner uh, at the sk offensive skill positions are still yet to come in. Uh, then you have both Will Randall and Spencer Shannon, the two big tight ends. Trevor Gooseby at tight end or at uh, offensive line. Uh, do in. Uh, then you have uh, guys like Tassilia Kana uh, at linebacker, 
slash edge. Samaze Burrell, uh, a big uh, inside linebacker out of North Crowley, uh, set to arrive as well. Uh, then we have guys like Billy Walton on the edge, uh, Jelani McDonald, uh, Derek Williams, and Warren Roberson as well. And all of them, I think, you know, we're, we're just waiting to see what they what happens on the, the uh, 28th, uh, making sure that they all show up. As of right now, everybody is uh, set to go, so we don't expect any surprises. Uh, but it's uh, interesting to note that that's where that's going on. All right, while at the state track meet, there's also some recruiting going on. Coaches, uh, the, the rule is the coaches cannot meet with a player the day that they are competing. However, a player can leave campus, then return and meet with the coaches the following day or a prior day. Uh, there was some re recruiting going on at the state track meet. Justin, uh, tell us a little bit about what you found out this weekend. Yeah, there was there was a little bit to know. Uh, noteworthy was Micah Hudson. Uh, we were able to, to break and confirm his first two official visits. This is the this is the wide receiver out of Lake Belton. That's uh, probably the number one ranked receiver in the state. He's a no, well, number one, yeah, number one in the state, number two in the nation. Five, he's a five star plus across the board. Uh, Micah Hudson is that guy. If you've got a recruiting board for wide receivers at Texas, Micah Hudson's up here. Everybody else is right behind him. Um, we confirmed that he's going to take an official visit to Texas on June twenty third through the twenty fifth. He's going to take an official visit. Um, he had mentioned to me a couple of dates about Texas Tech. He first said 9th through 11th. Then he told me possibly the 16th through the 18th. I know he's going to take one of those trips to Lubbock. That uh, They have recruited him. People keep asking, how is Texas Tech in this recruitment? I'll tell you why. Because they are throwing the house at him. That is an all-staff recruitment. They are calling and messaging him on a daily basis. They go see him four or five times a week when they can. Um, they're doing it big. And that's why they're in the mix. They, they've recruited him real well. Texas has to. Texas doesn't have to, you know, Texas sell to him isn't near as big as Texas. Texas has has the offense, the quarterbacks, the uh, the, the culture in, in, in Austin, Texas. Ultimately, though, that was a big thing because Texas wanted that official. The other one is Ohio State. They're going to get an official. He doesn't know if it's going to be in June or it may be at the beginning of the season in, in, in September. But this is a guy that's not going to make a decision until December anyway. And so it, it's just good to get Texas, get that official locked in. He'd been to Austin a few times, been to Lubbock a few times this spring. So, so far, those are the three schools you really need to watch for Hudson. Got to keep catch up with on three, four-star Bryant Wesco out of Mithlothian. The 6'2", 170-pounder, competed in the triple jump. Uh, his second jump was a 46-3, and we thought, okay, he's going to medal. He's going to place. He was third up until about the last jumper, and he wind up getting knocked down to, I believe, fourth or fifth. Um, talk to Wesco. Texas and Oklahoma are the two schools that are kind of on the outside looking in. They are the two schools that are, are going to have to clamor for a spot. Because, so who, who's, who's in on him? Okay. LSU, to me, I feel like is kind of the, the, the soft leader right now. They're going to get him on an official in middle June. Tennessee's got him for an official in June. USC's got him for an official in June. Clemson's got him for an official in June. And then tennis, and then TCU gets him for an official. Now, listen, going into the last few months, we had felt Oklahoma was the team to beat. He had talked nothing but sweet nothings about, about the, the, the Sooners, about their staff, about Norman. Then we, we start to hear some things that aren't as positive about Oklahoma. 
I know he has a connection there with a family member who was supposed to go there or, or play soccer there. She's no longer doing that. And it seems like that might have knocked them down a few pegs. Because when I asked him about Oklahoma, I just figured, well, they're going to get an official just like these others. He said he doesn't know if they're going to get one. And that was kind of a change from, from what's been reported over the last few months. At the end, though, Texas is in it. One of the big selling points for him is going to be guys coaching him that have been in the league, that understand how to get guys in the league. So you check those boxes with Sark and Chris Jackson. And then he also does the, you know, the typical life after football, which a global network in Austin always supplies that. And just making him a better man, a better person. And every young man you know, worth his weight and salt, that's what they want to accomplish. And so Texas, is they, they got some fighting there. They're gonna, I think they're going to get a trip. I really do. It's just going to it's going to have to play out after June. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. And they're just going to have to kind of saw and chip away at, at Wesco ultimately. And so, but top to bottom, those were the two top guys to, that, that, to talk to and see at Texas State track this year. And, and ultimately, I think uh, that's the, you know, there was one other guy that, that I really wanted to see. That was Terry Bussey, uh, the big time number on three's number one athlete in the country out of Timpson. I uh, was sad to, to, to mention on the board this weekend that, that he has an injury. Uh, it looks like a pretty bad injury. Uh, I don't want to go into any more details, but there's a good chance he's going to miss the 2023 season, which is heartbreaking, like I said, because Texas is in the mix. He is such a good kid. He is an unbelievable athlete. I was really hoping to see him and catch up to him, but I hate hearing what what what, what situation he's dealing with. I wish him nothing but the best. And so – from a state track standpoint, that, that was basically the, the top notes coming away. Yeah. Uh, another note that Jerry Hamilton uh, supplied to us uh, over the weekend, Colin Simmons, uh, the yeah. nation's number one edge prospect, uh, number one player perhaps in the state of Texas out of Duncanville, yes, sir. Uh, was in Austin working out with some NFL players yes. uh, over the weekend. Uh, and so uh, wondering, I think his mom came down with him as well, wondering if uh, the a Longhorn p- coaches were able to uh, – get him by campus uh, as well. Uh, all in all, Justin, uh, as we look at this and, and we're, we are in a, a, a time period where there's kind of a lull and the, the heavy action, Texas is setting up all these visits for June. That's clear. Uh, obvious. That's what they're trying to do. Right. Uh, the, the question I have for you is, is more in the uh, range of, do you feel like there's, and I ask Jerry this all the time too, do you feel like they're setting themselves up for a big June or is this going to carry over for a while and, and be more of a long burn as it relates to recruiting? I, you know, I personally don't think it's going to be setting up for a big June. I think June is going to set up 
for a big July and August. I think June is going to separate a lot of kids. I know a bunch that want to be committed in that July, August window, a lot that want to be committed before they begin their senior year. And we've seen a lot of that over the last two cycles, kids taking officials during the spring, early summer, and then jumping and getting a spot before their senior year starts. A lot of kids enroll early. Talking to a lot of Bryant Wesco is going to be an early enrollee. Micah Hudson's going to be an early enrollee. They like having these decisions done before they get to that stage. And so I think June is going to be what separates the pack. They're going to figure out where they stand with a lot of the guys that they're bringing in that month. And then they're going to start pushing buttons. Then they're going to start pushing for, for commitments. They're going to push for, 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 for momentum. And I think that's what you're going to see. You might even see it July 1st. I wouldn't be surprised if if Texas is in the mix for a, a big-time wide receiver on July 1st. I think you could see a defensive lineman drop July 3rd, July 4th, or July 5th. Big-time, maybe a Texas legacy-type defensive lineman dropping then. Aaron Hampton, uh, the four-star athlete out of Dangerfield, caught up with a couple uh, of sources this week uh, on the road last week, and they basically said, look, Texas is waiting to take him. They, they, they know he's a July 4th decision. If he sticks by that date, uh, there's a good chance he could jump back in this class. And so uh, I, I think that's what's – I think, you know, and Jerry's going to have his take. And be sure and check out the recruiting breakdown here on, on Texas Football tomorrow night because Jerry and I absolutely kill that thing. We love it. And we'll go much more into detail. But I think June is the month to separate, guys. And then July – don't be surprised if you see three or four guys drop in July, maybe a couple more in August. Uh, Azina Umiazulu, a, a defensive end edge that, that, that they're, they're in a good spot with. You know, his older brother plays at Texas. He's looking at an August, early September decision as well. So I don't think the burn's in June. I think the June is the setup. July and August is when me and Jerry and our guy, we're gonna be pretty we're going to be pretty busy because I think that's when you're going to start seeing dominoes drop. I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Laura Baker. Uh, Laura and the folks at Keller Williams Realty and the Andy Allen team uh, can make your dreams come true with a house uh, in and around the Austin area. Uh, Laura's a longtime real estate professional, uh, a friend of the program as well. Uh, Laura Baker, you can contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com or 512-784-0505. That's Laura Baker. Uh, and her email is laura at andyallenteam.com. You know, Justin, I wanted to mention a a couple other things uh, before we get going. Uh, Texas now is looking good just based off what we're hearing on the Director's Cup, uh, that the Learfield Director's Cup, which is the trophy that they've won two years in a row uh, for all sports across the board. Uh, It is a a, uh, award that Chris Del Conte really likes uh, because it shows his uh, prowess as an athletic director, but it's something that the entire university can can be proud of for having the best athletic department across the country. Uh, women's rowing, men's and women's tennis are in the final eight uh, and headed to the national championships. Um, women's rowing won the uh, tournament, uh, or won the rowing for the Big 12. Uh, women's softball lost to Oklahoma over the weekend, but in the Big 12 championship, so now they go forward into the regional playoffs. Um, the health of the Texas athletic program right now, um, does that affect, like, you know, has that been brought up by anybody uh, from, from your neck of the woods as it relates to recruiting? 
Like is Texas becoming this place that is the best athletic department de facto in the country? And does that matter at all in recruiting and, and maybe the big sports, basketball and football? You know, Bobby, I'd love to tell you that it has some sort of stroke. I'd love to tell you that it has some sort of, you know, overlap. Um, I think it's the other way. I think football, when football is really good and football is great, that has the overlap that helps other sports as well, which at Texas, <laughs> they don't need a whole lot of help. <laughs> I think Vic Schaefer was was at one of the Texas X's events last week with, with Rodney Terry and Steve Sarkeesian. He said, I'm, I'm standing in a room with 19 head coaches, half of whom have won national championships. So it's pretty humbling being at Texas. And so I don't think it affects football. Or, or basketball, for that matter, it, it obviously builds the brand. It, it, it adds, you know, dimensions and angles where you you bring in more revenue, you get new facilities. It's a growing thing, and CDC deserves a lot of credit for that. I just don't see it really affecting football, so so to speak. And like I said, it's usually the other way around. When football is highly successful and, and doing really well, that has an overlap into other sports where you could see because it, or studies show. Enrollments go up when football has a lot of success, which generates more revenue. And so you, you see that that can be divvied up to the other sports as well. Hey, give Chris Del Conte and those guys a lot of credit, especially every sport at Texas. It's uber competitive, top to bottom. It doesn't matter what, you know, what sports you play as long as you put on that uniform. But at the end of the day, I don't think, even though that, that, that Lear Cup is a big deal, it really is on a big scale when it comes to athletics in college. I just don't see it really helping with football recruiting. You know what helps with football recruiting is winning and having a good culture and a Quinn Ewers and an and NFL Lee draft and, a, and an NFL draft and a Jalen Ford and a Jaron Thompson. That's what sells Texas football. Yeah, I, I think there is an echo effect, but it's it may be more inverse like you're talking about, which is interesting. All right. Uh, that's Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Thank you for watching and uh, hook them. We'll see you soon.